you going, my friend? Are you well? All right, and you, man. All right, and you. Uh, I am living the dream, as we were talking about just before we jumped on. Um, Stan, thanks for making the time. Um, I have so many things to ask you. Um, unfortunately, we've only got seven hours. I don't think it's going to be long enough to get through everything. You okay for that? <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Just hold on and just get my sleeping bag. <laughs> um, along the journey of Thunder Labs, you've said many things to me. Um, I mean, you're familiar with our project services, our cyber services, you know, know what we do. But as a leader, you've um, impacted me. It's not only just the fact that, you know, you're a customer of ours, but it's this thing that you said to me. Momentum is a leader's best friend. And uh, I want to say that it's um, charged my mind with a way of being around our business that, that has really, you know, it's, be it's become a bit of a war cry for me. Momentum is a leader's best friend. Um, I wanted to understand what you what you observe of that? Why why did you choose that? Like, what is it about that that really resonates for you? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, it's, it's 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 not it's not my ingenuity. It's just something I learned from from a lot of really um, learned leaders over time. And and it's it was quite interesting over time when you learn a lot about leadership, right? And you're trying to find you know how do I become a better leader? How how do I lead myself? How do I and really, what does that mean when in, in, in a working environment? And it was just it was just really interesting as I've seen how businesses function as well as how leadership, how, how true leadership, really makes those businesses um, really grow and really. And and what I learned over time was that you know three big things that make a big difference to to, to leaders. One. How do we make sure that we are building the trusting environment and uh, psychological safe environment so people come to work and they're happy? And two, how do we deliver results? And then three, how do we invest in the, 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 these individuals um, or individual invest in the talent? But what, 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 what the message that I kept on getting as a, we were going through that was once you've built that trust, the best way to take that further was building momentum. And, and and in all aspects of life, so building momentum, whether you're learning, building momentum, whether you're building, building with delivering, it just as you become a catalyst to start something new, and start to drive build that momentum gets built as that new idea or that new concept is starting to mature. Um, as that as the momentum to build and you stabilize the momentum, it just takes off, mm, and. Mm. and we do that through people, right? And allowing them to be catalysts and build momentum while you guide them, while you shepherd them. If I, I try to use that word rather than how do we, we shepherd them from the side or, or 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 from behind in terms of making sure as they build momentum, they're growing and they're growing and they they start you and you then direct them in the right direction as they as they may slip and fall. But that momentum means that I'm these things are becoming repetitive, right? And I think if anybody talks about, doesn't matter what you do um, in work, in life, everything we do is is as we get into that rhythm, um, mm. whether whether I'm in a cadence, whether I'm, I'm in delivery, you know, my life is all about delivery right now. Um, every time I get into a process of 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 getting something repetitive and moving in in in, in at a pace, mm -hmm. you can step away and let it go without you having to worry about it because it's going and that momentum why, why is that the best friend for a leader is because i have don't have to worry about it that much anymore and i can focus mm -hmm. on the next thing and be the mm -hmm. catalyst to get the next thing going mm -hmm. so it, it 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 really has resonated with me in my life and and um uh, an example of that is that uh, you know i i talk to uh, when, when people are struggling i always talk to them and say the hardest part is not i don't see you struggling delivering I see you struggling starting. Okay, so how mm. do I help you start? <laughs> okay, mm. um, before okay, and get you to a level of momentum, and then you can continue. And so uh -huh. that's become my, you know, become a bit of a mantra for me: being the catalyst uh -huh. to start something, get to a level of momentum, and then and letting people run. Uh -huh. I really love that. Actually, um, I'm, I'm going to come back to the struggling starting versus struggling delivering. Because you just made something. I'm just going to re replay what I heard. Um, creating environments of psychological safety. Um, actually, I'm going to go back another level. 
momentum, building momentum is a leader's best friend. I mean, that's okay as a motto, but there's 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 techniques behind it, right? Um, yeah, and sure. the techniques I'm hearing behind it are um, an environment of psychological safety, building trust with the you know the respective um, people that you want to work with, um, build momentum through ideas. But you do that by establishing um, um, by establishing repetition as fast as possible, so you can then create the role of um, shepherding as opposed to you know doing everything. Um, there is a thought that I need to come back to about just just starting and what you start with, but we'll, we'll come to that because I, I want to come back to this um, concept first. I don't see you struggling uh, to deliver. I see you struggling to start. I, I, I I'm, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I'm blown away by that. Um, in w whether it's in scale ups like my business or in enterprises, I don't know what it is, but people just seem so reticent to make the decision um, or or maybe afraid for standing out or something like there's something in people maybe it's a, a human condition that very few are afraid to start um, they'll start where they start with somebody else but to start on the on their own and be the you know <laughs> response not even responsible i can't even find the right words for this but but yeah. i have this with my guys all the time i mean we're lucky we've got a team of entrepreneurial techs right so that's that's one thing but but i find other aspects of the business that much more challenging i mean like what do you do you think that is about behaviorally why do people struggle to start uh, everybody is different, right? And I think the big thing we learn about when we talk about psychological safety, trust, and everything, every human being is different. So, mm -hmm. so there are a lot of reasons, but I suppose it comes to a few things. It's, one is fear, mm -hmm. and one is risk averse. And mm -hmm. these are the things that people say, well, I'm not quite sure that this is the right thing to do, or what happens if something goes wrong? Um, what happens if um, the, they don't like what I do? You know, there's, there's a lot of so so it's so it's fear, risk, and all these things of what happens if. Um, um, and I think uh, depending where you are and what you're doing, uh, a lot of environments are going to be more risk averse than they're going to be risk takers, and that's just the nature of the beast. As an organisation grows and as you uh, as technology gets more sophisticated, people. People are scared, right? So, and they're scared to take that risk, and, uh, and they're scared to lose them. I mean, mm. um, and some people aren't. <laughs> okay, mm. all right. And I think, I think mm. that's a, I think that's that's called difference. I think mm. why people are. There, there is another piece that I th sometimes don't think people know how to start. Mm -hmm. um, how should they start? If they're if they're either, you know, we all need to start. So yes. let's just assume, you know, whatever the environment, they're afraid or the sphere, sorry, I should say, or mm. risk aversion, or there is a complicated technology environment. If people have initiatives, they need to like we all have to start. All organizers have to start. Otherwise, you're going backwards out the door. Right. Mm -hmm. How do they start? Yeah. And this is where Thunderlabs is really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> OK, find the one piece. That's the right place to go. And I think we, we all think about the North Star and how to get to the North Star and how to make sure that we um, and we can achieve the North Star, debate the North Star. And I'm, do, I'm saying this over and over again for a reason. We talk about the North Star for a few weeks, then another few months, and then we come back and look at something else. And I'm going this and I'm being monotonous in my voice is being monotonous because I'm trying to prove a point. Is that we just talk about how are we going to get to this wonderful place that we're going to go to but we just don't take that first step mm -hmm. and 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 it's because i don't think a lot of organizations or a lot of a lot of people in it they understand how to ask the right question to get mm -hmm. to the right one thing i just need to do to walk out the door and mm -hmm. take the first step mm -hmm. um, um i know you guys that's part of your mantra in terms of what you guys try to do but also i mean it's something very um you know, common actually in this in which she Toyota introduced into their place called it was called Toyota Carter, which was all about know where you are today, know where you want to be, and look for your first thing that you want to achieve, and then start working your way towards it, and 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 take the first step, right? And that first step mm -hmm. may be, and usually your first few steps are not risky, okay? Mm -hmm. They're simple, right? So you take a first step, you build, you start to build, build you're starting to build, build 
momentum. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. as you're starting to build that momentum, you start to people start to feel this, you know, that fear starts going away. I start to get more confident. Well, hold on, I've delivered the first two things. And they may be simple or they may be nothing. Mm. But it just gives a gives gives an individual or gives a team some sort of confidence. Okay, we are going in the right direction. And also when you do small things to start, you you if you make a mistake, it's easy to 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 redirect. It's easy to pivot into a direction that makes sense or mm -hmm. or, or to fix the problem. So find the right break things down to a small piece and then move and then start to move to the next simple simple space or simple mm. milestone and then work on from there and then for me i, I think that's where where people struggle with mm. what was the um uh, the toyota tool you mentioned toyota it's called toyota carter um toyota uh, carter yeah, yeah, so it's it's it's, and they did an analysis of it, and I forget the gentleman's name who did the analysis. Wrote a book, okay, and spoke about Toyota and what they do. In in in, uh, it was a very long time ago. Um, I'm assuming they still use it, but it was it became a a motto inside the organisation. Just what's the best way to move forward, and uh, it becomes a, I suppose it becomes a a, a, a in a, in bed thing that you do normally. And I think mm -hmm. that's where I've got to the point in my life is, is every time somebody says I've got to do a whole lot of things, I ask a whole lot of questions before before I even take the first step. And those questions are just trying to get down to the smallest piece that needs to change. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it really makes sense. You're actually triggering. I, I was just looking up and I have a second screen here to trigger myself with things I was reading. And I read something about. Um, you know, um, running um, tactical missions, not running visions or having a vision, but running tactical missions. And the way it was articulated is like the, the, the first thing you need to deliver is the first peak that you need to climb of many peaks um, to, to, to get to the North Star. And interestingly enough, even though they use peaks, they use a North Star still. Um, it's interesting, but it, it kind of yeah. makes sense. I, I think it's just deciding which that first peak is to navigate. And then making sure you've got just enough of the right people. You're carrying just enough to make that peak before you decide on the next peak, right? Um, so, and I really like the point that you just made too. And I also try to use it. And in fact, I, I talk about a lot, just enough. And that's the key thing. It's the other probably the other piece that people don't get right as well. So let's assume they've got to the point where they know the first step. They spend what are they going to what they spend trying to work out how to get to the next step often is over engineering that that it's all about just enough what do we need just enough just to get there because by getting there you're learning more than actually by working out all the millions of things that you may want to do afterwards so you learn so much in that in that time so mm. yeah i think that that balance between just enough and knowing what your first step is is is, is classic mm -hmm. i was at a talk at lunchtime and one of the speakers said it costs so much to work out what your costs are that no one's spending those costs on working out what the benefits are. They're spending the costs on the costs, um, yeah, uh, you know, and I was like, well, it's just conundrum that I'm trying to work it's, through. It. Yeah, but it's true, right? Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great, great uh, comment. But we spend so much time working on what we need to do and how much it's going to cost us. And we just never get going. And we, yeah, you're right. We never focus on the benefits enough. Yeah. I, I really mean this and please don't take it as a platitude I sometimes find myself stuck um, you know I'm like I've got four divisions I've got people and money and all the normal problems of running a business and um, the words pop into my head and you know it goes like this just move McGowan just move and um, even today is an example you know I'm, I'm grateful that you've chosen to do it this way because we we're supposed to be in a podcast studio and I'm sick but um, so thank you but, but just moving and having this conversation, you, you know, I think is, is an example. Um, and I know it's imperfect, but I, but I know we'll, we'll, we'll get to outcomes through this. So, again, um, I, I, you know, just um, momentum and moving come to mind. And I don't think momentum is the same as movement. I acknowledge that, that distinction. But, it, but, but, but movement is momentum, I, I think. Um, mm. Anyway, so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long thought that I'm having on those particular topics because it's um, you know, it's important to me. Yeah. Um, we talked about, um, I'm just going to go back from my note here, and it's a point you just raised on risk, um, complicated environments. Mm. 
I'm interested in how do you find a balance between risk and experimentation? If, yeah. And what I mean is you're in a, a, an environment you perceive to be risky or complicated, but you know you need to experiment, but, 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 but that can be hard sometimes. And so there is a balance that needs to be struck. Um, how, do, how do you strike that balance? And and here's the here's the um, strange issue. The same same approach. Okay, <laughs> understand the break down the risk into a small small a small uh, piece. So again, and I, and I find this quite a lot of, quite a lot of work in the clock is that the risk is really big. But if you break that risk down into smaller pieces, it allows us to innovate in different areas or innovate in a way. Um, that allows us to avoid or mitigate a certain amount of risks, and and, and that's that's a that, that's a conversation we keep on having. It's a conversation at Cochlear that we're having quite a lot of, which is what is risky to the business and what isn't. Mm-hmm. But if you break it down to the basics of what's going to impact my organisation and how it will impact the organisation, you'll find that a lot in a lot of occasions um, um, you will identify. A big part of that risk is actually very small in terms of risk. So you can break it down into pieces, start to innovate in areas that aren't going to impact the, a potential risk. Uh, but 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 on the other hand, sometimes we 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 break that down to a point. We take a first step, and we actually almost remove that risk because the 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 real heart of the risk is sometimes relatively small. Okay, mm. it's the impact and the scale that of that of the impact of that change. Mm is where it is a real, real struggle. But people say, oh, wow, the impact will be ABC, and I just I don't want to move. And, but if you break yeah. it down to, well, I actually need to do A or B, and then if I just do that, that risk will go away. But I don't mm-hmm. know that mm-hmm. until I actually unpack it a little bit. So it's breaking it down into pieces and then start chipping away and ad- addressing it. It's mm-hmm. the same same approach. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I did tend to take the exact same approach in delivery. The, I think on a day-to-day basis, I get this mirage. Oh, we're just about to go live with this big new system, and we've got a big problem. Mm. I, will, I will literally ask four or five questions, and that problem has suddenly become from big to medium to small to oh, it's not a problem at all. Okay, and and it's just asking the right questions and getting to and getting to the piece that is that is effective enough. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just going to replay that as my, in, in terms of my interpretation. Yeah. Um, because it's all about breaking it down, um, establishing simple things uh, that could be, you know, the the smallest constituent parts. Actually, reminds me of the Einstein. Is it Einstein that says make things um, as simple as possible, but no simpler? Um, and so break things down to the constituent parts. So break down risk, so you it, you know you can pick one and pick pick them and remove them. So you're not picking the most risky things. You're picking things so you can establish momentum early. Break down initiatives so you can pick one that can be delivered. Um, and then when you've decided what can be delivered at low risk and what can be um, delivered, um, which initiative can be delivered, then take what you need so you can deliver a, a manageable cost. Um, I mean, I know that's my version of a replay, but is that landing well? For yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Are there any things that should be, no, um, no, no, that, should be tweaked? Yeah, 100%. I think that's, I think that's exactly exactly the outcome i mean you could you can tweak it in different ways the way you've interpreted it is just just as good as the next one it's exactly break stuff down get it to the right place keep it simple and that's that's really the 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 ability to start starting something and then and getting and building up to get some momentum yeah Mm -hmm. and this is going to sound so ridiculous um and, and it's very personal but we can delete it out afterwards um, my, my partner is about to move in into our house and she's got a couple of kids. I've got a couple of kids. Uh, it's something we've spoken about in the past, as you know. And man, talking about smashing our lives together and how we, where we fit everything. And we were talking about all of this stuff and we keep going down this path of, well, what ifs and hows and all of these complicated things. And I'm like, what's the absolute priority that you've got to have? And she's like, I just need space to store something. You know, the clothes for the children so they feel like they've got their own space. And um, and then you go down this path, and then you start redesigning the bedroom. And like, hold on, what are we doing? We said let's just store, okay, create storage for space <laughs> for the kids, so they've got their own room. And then, but it, you know, it's a personal analogy, but I, it, it does stand because 
you know, we're architecting this whole life of years to come and what we're going to do and where we will live. And and then it just comes back down to it's only going to cost two thousand dollars to put cupboards in. Let's just put the cupboards in and the kids can feel happy, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and, and we were talking about this last night. and I'm not kidding you. I was thinking of you going, <laughs> let's just pick just pick the cupboards. And then, we, you know, then you start picking on different designs. I'm like, no, we don't need that design of cupboard. We just need a functional, inexpensive cupboard. We're going to Ikea and we're going to get it done. And it's amazing. The <laughs> I did exactly the same thing. Okay, it it so is, right? It, 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 it's exactly that. I did exactly the same thing. And we got a, we built a new house and it was always a challenging, what, you, what should we put in the cup? Anyway, they built the whole house. They put in, put in cu cupboards. But yeah, we decided, you know, we, used, and we decided, okay, what should we put in there? We weren't quite sure. And then they just put a standard cupboard in, which has just got hanging space, right? Mm -hmm. And we got them. We said, oh, we, we need we need shelves and drawers, right? So I said, right, well, so what I did is I went to, I went to, uh, uh, did I go to Ikea? Yeah, I went to Ikea and I bought uh, a, a, a simple set of drawers, two set of drawers on, for each side, each side of each, each, each wardrobe. And I put them in and I said, but, ah, but we need something special. I said, I'll just put them in. And then, you know, six months from now, we can worry about it later. Well, it's two years later, we're still using the same set of drawers. And I bet it does the perfect job, right? You know? It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. a drawer I, that opens and you put clothes in, you close it. <laughs> I, I, I do think it's a really interesting analogy for how you simplify things into your, in your own life. Like, it's really, it, uh, and again, not platitudes, it's a, re, it's a real mantra. I really, I really love it. Um, you, um, I, I just want to come into something personal for a second. You yep. talk about um, a focus on momentum. You talk about um, next best action, tactical actions. But with, I know you have a strategic vision in mind when you do these things. You don't just forget the vision, right? You're executing tactically what can be done. I, I've said this to you before. I've never met in Australia. I've never met an unmotivated South African. I've never met one who doesn't want to get things done, who doesn't want to move forward. Um, it feels deeply cultural. Maybe it's just the cross segment that I've met. I don't know. I mean, what, 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 what's what's going on with you, lot? What's that about? <laughs> Can I say that? Even? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, um, let me go back and ask them. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. No, so so it's, it's, it's relatively simple. So... Um, and, and and I use this example of me in some ways because it because it resonated a lot and it made me think double double down was when we did obviously character uh, character review and strengths and weaknesses as part of it part of my tier with my peers and they said okay let's talk about let's talk about what came out of the survey and as what came out of the survey it stands compromising is innovating and he wants to try new things and 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 and, and, they, and then they, but two of them said but th that doesn't make sense because stan just wants to get stuff done all the time okay so that it sounds like he's more like he's rigid and he's focused and and he says no 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 it's not the case and he went going through and then i thought a lot quite a lot about that and it's all cultural mm. okay and so what what, what why is that cultural from a south african perspective it's because in South Africa, there are probably two things that are, are, are stand out the most, but there are more, but just I can put two things down. The first thing is straight talk. There's no issue around me telling you, hurry up and move on. Okay, mm -hmm. let's get going. Okay, that's actually motivating. Okay, mm -hmm. I mean, other, in other cultures, that's, you know, uh, criticizing or that is... Well, that is demanding and but no mm. South Africa is gone. We've got to move. Come, come, you have to go. You have to even that was words, you have to, you must. Okay. Everybody mm -hmm. says, okay, that's good. That's energizing. Mm -hmm. um, certainly I find in Australia, if I say to somebody, you must go now, that's that's almost like hold on a second. Don't force mm. me to do anything. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a, so it's so we we that and the second part of it is in South Africa is that if I don't deliver, somebody else will and and, and I will lose. Mm -hmm. There is a there's there's an energy and a sometimes in sometimes it may be even an anxiety that I've mm. got to get something done because um, it's a big uh, it's double the double or more than double the size of Australian people uh, um, uh, and 25 percent of the country uh, doesn't have a job and mm. uh, um, businesses fail every day so if you're mm. not actually delivering and effectively all the time. Mm -hmm. You land up losing or 
you end up losing a job, you end up the country, the company fails. So there's a, there's this energy always to I've got to get better mm-hmm. because if I don't, somebody else will be. It's not mm-hmm. the same in Australia. Mm-hmm. Australia mm-hmm. are very very uh, um, uh, blessed to have the ability to be a very low unemployment, constant growth in business. And there's a there's a slower there's a slower focus on growth in business because I know if I work at this over time I'm going to get a good outcome. Mm-hmm. In South Africa, if I don't fix it today, I might not mm-hmm. be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's that it's that it's that it's those two things: a straight talk, and mm-hmm. and and this energy to get something done is just a cultural thing, and that's mm-hmm. that's where I've what I've realised over time, and 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 I have to in. In, in Australia, be cautious of that, mm-hmm. because if I want to get something done and somebody's saying, well, hold on, you're going too fast, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, or hold on, you're going too hard, uh, you know, I've got, to, I've got to be able to manage that. I'm very conscious of that and something mm-hmm. I work on quite a lot. And mm-hmm. um, uh, it's something when you when you know you want to do, do something, make it a value of yours. So my value is, you know, you know, make sure the people around you are, are understanding where you're going before you go too fast and go too hard. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, really, Lance. Maybe it's no coincidence then that it seems to be an influx of South Africans into my life who um, <laughs> who are either cheering us on or lending me wise words, or I, I, I don't know. But that, that, that motivation comes through, and I also acknowledge the the, the framing of language and and, and this culture here. Um, I, I'd, I'd go one step further, though. Um, you know, I've, I'm finding for me at the moment that. It, it's actually maybe not. Maybe I'm being unfair saying South African. I, I, for for me, there's probably a um, a group of people who recognise the pace at which I want to work. I have a burning platform, that true burning platform, and I, I think there's probably a cadre of people around that that recognise that. Whether they're Australian, South African, there's a few Eastern Europeans appearing in my life at the moment for some reason, but but also quite quite a few French people as well. And you know the French people seem to be appearing from a deep engineer. You know they're they're very they're, they've moved here to Australia, so everyone's here in Australia nowadays. But they've um everyone that I'm talking to anyway, and the, the French appearing because their deep engineering capability. You know they're raised on it to to get the careers they want in consulting. They often have have had to have done a physical engineering or some deep yeah. engineering because they've got that pedigree in France. Uh, you know, um, and and that's not to say we don't have it in the rest of the world because I'm being bombarded by this these motivated people saying, come on, you can do it. And so maybe that's why I'm tuning into something that I can't quite put my finger on yet, Stan. You, uh, I don't know if you have anything prophetic to, well, I, to I say mean, around that. Again, again, cultural, and you mentioned Eastern European. The Eastern European, and if you talk, if you talk in the, uh, you know, the, the, the Baltics, you talk about the Hungarians, you talk about the uh, um, uh, Serbians, you talk about the U- Ukrainians. Very, very straight up and front and direct, okay, mm. um, and very st- strong in the in in the in, in the communication, and yeah, want to get stuff done. They're very, very similar. So there's there's a lot of cultural in there. I mean, um, um, uh, um, something that not a lot of people know much. I, I played a lot of water polo in my previous in in, in I want to say previous career was until uh, <laughs> I was thirty, and and I travelled around a bit and and and. Obviously, the uh, Eastern Europeans are big in all of Wow, but you, you you meet them and you get in you get into the pool with them. It's just a different space. It's just direct, hard, fast. Mm. Okay, it's just mm. it's just mm. um, um, you take a country like uh, um, um, uh, uh, which which is what Serbia. It's tiny. Um, uh, the, the, the the Serbians, the Montenegro, it's just a tiny organization, tiny. They, they can be the best in the world at water polo. They're just hard, fast, direct. Mm. It's a very cult, strong cultural thing. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. The, 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 this. Um, so the you're saying the, the the direct communication style is also reflected in their sporting approach. You know, it's very direct. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think I once played a when I was a schoolboy a touring South African team um, in England uh, in rugby and it was the worst game of my life. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember being stretched off. I think I was terrified about playing anyone from South Africa or or New Zealand. Um, everywhere else in the world, no problem, but just not those two countries, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, 
one of the things that we, you know you and I have talked about is the emergence of business analysts and, and we're not alone right we have many friends talking to this but the emergence of business analysts um into the forefront of the workforce uh, like an evolution of the role that they currently perform and I know you've led um, delivery teams project teams business analysts teams. I mean you've, you've he's got such a broad remit but but why why are people talking about this to them and like what do you see what do you see for BAs and why are they emerging to this why, why is their role emerging at the moment do you think um horrible to say this but let's go back to the beginning right of this conversation <laughs> how do we break down a piece of work how do we break down a risk how do we analyze where we are and that's what analysts do best um, and how do what what is the thinking pattern to get to a point where we have the right understanding of what to do next? And and it doesn't really matter what it is, right? You know, you and I were talking before. Is is that, is that you know whether whether you all in delivery or in security or in architecture, same this it's the same thing, right? So how do we how do we break down something and get something to the right place to have the right conversation? So then, for me, for me, there are a few parts of that, and the one part is 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 just the acknowledgement of the industry to say we need the right conversation early in the in in so we don't go down the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what tends to happen is delivery is all about deliver delivery people, and they mm-hmm. rush to a delivery manager or a traditional mm-hmm. project manager, or and they start to push something forward. We actually, mm-hmm. you need to pause for a moment and have the conversation. What are we trying to do here before mm-hmm. we start thinking about what we're delivering? Mm-hmm. And it's getting that better. Mm-hmm. I think I think the reason why we struggle to get to that point earlier, I think it's about methodologies and very rigid processes. But the mm-hmm. other thing really is is that business analysts have struggled to find techniques, if that's the right word, or approaches that are one, consistent, two, mm-hmm. simple, and and three, get to a point where they are mm-hmm. starting to be the catalyst for momentum, mm-hmm. okay? And, and mm-hmm. it's trying to find that, and I'm starting to see that happening more and more now, that the analyst is starting the journey, having the right conversations, and then driving the conversation to the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I think is the something that people tend to forget is that there's a um, if if you step back and go back five years or maybe even ten years, you had the enterprise architect that spoke about business architecture and spoke about capabilities, mm. and then the, the business architects come out came out of that space and. Be, went into the business and then we talk about business architecture and process architecture. Um, but at the end of the day, it all starts at a capability and ends as a business activity. And that's what we're changing. Mm-hmm. But we don't need an enterprise architect to tell us how the business runs. Mm-hmm. We need a business analyst. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel the business, the business analyst capability has been has been kept in a box a little bit. Mm-hmm. And breaking down the the boundaries and unlocking the potential of individual of analysts, for mm-hmm. me, I've seen happen that I, I don't think um, I, I don't think we've ever touched the surface of. And if I look back, I look at some of the analysts in our organization right now starting to grow, they're all starting to be delivery managers and portfolio managers and and bec- but they're using the analytical approach mm-hmm. to be to do that. and and uh, I, I think uh, my personal view is the biggest change, positive change for delivery over the next five years will be in this space. Mm, wow. um, <laughs> because I think our, our software engineers are getting better and better, technology is getting better and better. Um, we always know how to find the best, you know, technologists because there's so much investment in there. Mm-hmm. But have you do we start the right thing with the right purpose with mm-hmm. the right objective with the right goal mm-hmm. um, and do we know what we're changing not how we're changing because we mm-hmm. rush to the how very fast 
And mm-hmm. if we can do that right, I think we're going to deliver. People will deliver more value. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think as we see that starting to emerge, I think people will say, "Well, hold on, what, what's happening there?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love it. It, it. it feels like a couple of things need to to happen there. I, I mean. Just today, we delivered a, a seminar for BAs about accelerated um, delivery, you know, the Spartan methodology, Andrew's work. So we did that uh, um, today. It feels like a couple of things need to happen. It feels like um, business analysts and business analyst leaders need to find their voice and, and know how to. Uh, it also feels like um, organizations need to give um, BAs a seat at the table, whether through the leadership or whoever, but but find a seat at the table. And I need to, um, and I, I got this piece of feedback from, I think it was um, Michael Ogello, actually. Yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't know if you know Michael, good guy. And I think he was saying to me that BAs tend to pocket themselves and developing pockets of functionality as opposed to having the purpose conversation or the goal conversation or the analysis conversation. They're, they're either putting themselves in developing pockets of functionality or being put in that, in that bucket. Um, and so playing it back, it feels like, again, they need to find their voice, but also organizations need to give them a seat to the table. So it's good to hear that you guys are, um, so you're using them in delivery management, portfolio management, you're using them for their analysis skill sets, right? That's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah, and 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 the thing that I find if you want to change mindset is sometimes you can't just say, look at this, this is this is what you're doing today, this is what you need to do tomorrow, <laughs> so forth, right? You, know, you, need to, you, you need to give them a pattern to work towards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. need to give them something so so we have a set of techniques to help them get there um, and we just use a, a set of uh, two techniques that we've we've blended together that starts to get them thinking about purpose objectives goals uh, what's changing and why is it changing you know the why and the what more focused around the why and the what and don't move out of the why and the what and, uh, until you really got a good answer um, mm. It is it is a risk. I will tell you that because the, most businesses love to say, "I know what I want and I know the solution." Let's go, mm-hmm. and often you want to say, "Stop." Let's mm-hmm. have the conversation first. And it was quite interesting because I was talking to one of my peers in the business. I said, "Talk to me about the process." He said, "We always find we've got to fill the form in um, to get going." And I'm saying, "The form?" <laughs> so mm. I said, "I said, have you read the form?" So they said, no, I said, it's a canvas that asks you why are you doing it and what mm-hmm. do you want to do? So it's mm-hmm. a form. It's trying to get you to think differently or mm-hmm. think, make sure you. So it's that's what that's that's what um, people who want an outcome tend to get. I've got a lot of forms to fill in to make sure people can start delivering my, my, my solution. But actually, the whole idea of what we're trying to get them to do is just the canvas asks you why you want to do this. What's the mm-hmm. opportunity? What's the problem? Okay, mm-hmm. um, and what's the impact and the benefit and the and, and the dependencies? Talk to me about those things before. Okay, mm-hmm. we we dive off and start delivering some outcomes, and mm-hmm. uh, it is a challenge. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been challenged in a lot of ways in many organisations. Is is slowing us down? Or um, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. I can promise you, if you if if business owners do this right, your feedback will be. Are they stopping and they're regurgitating all the stuff that I've told everybody already? Well, mm. have you written it? Does somebody, does everybody know about it? Mm. Okay. Well, the business analyst asks you a question because it's it's missing. Okay. So it's 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 a it's a it's a problem. Um, mm. But I, I I believe that there are there are lightweight techniques to get us to those outcomes really quickly today. Mm. Okay. Mm. Which I don't think already have been available in the past. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I'm just going to replay something. I think of what I've heard. You're telling me that um, that some organisations can resist because they feel that the BAs are just regurgitating what they've been told, but but that's a necessary part of the process because it breeds clear alignment on what the outcomes are, why they're doing, and what what they want done. Is that right? That's correct. And, and what? What organizations be age, what, what actually what the world needs is lightweight frameworks, which are simple, not arduous to, to go through. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I got I, I, that, that really lands me, really, really resonates. Um, hmm. yeah. And so so part of what we what we try to equip the, the analyst with is what we call elicitation, which says don't 
regurg forcing regurgitation. Go and read all the documents before you walk in the room mm, mm. and come onto the table with a draft outcome. Mm -hmm. Not a draft outcome as in the, as the solution, draft outcome is the business need. Mm. So when you start to have the conversation, the business doesn't feel like you're regurgitating it. They mm. feel like you've, you, you've, you've, you've tried to understand it and all you're doing now is validating your understanding. So we try, mm. to, we try to do that. But in, a, in, a, in, a, in, 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 in some situations, it's not available because mm -hmm. people have spoken about it but documented nothing or mm -hmm. said nothing. So it's mm -hmm. trying to, that elicitation is grab everything you can to start the journey. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and going back to my the beginning, how to start, mm. right? Okay, just start. Put it on mm -hmm. a piece of paper. If your executive walks in or your stakeholder walks in and says that's not right, then you say, okay, well, tell me what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. that's how the conversation kicks off. Rather than saying, please, can you tell me everything about this? What mm -hmm. you're doing is he's coming in and saying, well, what you've got on the table is wrong. You say, oh wow, sorry, I misunderstood it. Tell me about it. That's a very, very different approach. You're doing the exact same thing, mm -hmm. just a different approach to get the conversation going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And all that happens before you've even started costing out the um, how you would even arrive at that particular benefit. As, as a, um, a delivery person that assesses these two things, what's your, what's your favorite benefit to see? You know, efficiency, cost out, growth. I mean, what, what like... Is it, do, you, do you have a favor that you like to see that you think is the right starting point that normally gets sponsorship? Or am I, <laughs> am I trying to game this too much? <laughs> no, I, look, I think at the end of the day, the, I mean, it, it's, it's all, if you have a clear purpose, and that's what we always talk, what's the clear purpose? And, what, and what's changing? And then what are the, what, what, what is, you know, do I go to the, the problem I'm solving or the benefit I'm creating, whatever. But at the end of the day, what am I going to get out of this? Okay. Mm. Um, so what's the value? Okay. Mm. And and it's something that we all struggle with. Absolutely. We all struggle mm. with this. But there is an ability a way to what's my purpose? What's the problem? Then what's the benefit of a change? And what am I changing? And if you got that stuff you are in a better place than anybody else would be. Mm -hmm. And and the traceability back to that all the time is really important. And I think that's mm -hmm. what people tend to forget mm -hmm. is that when you, as you progress through a, a delivery life cycle, have you checked okay, mm -hmm. that you're still hitting the same purpose, hitting the same benefit, hitting? And, and again, there are more lightweight techniques emerging that allow us to do that, mm -hmm. okay? allow us to push us down a direction. And it was quite interesting. We, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were using a bit of a technique and somebody says, well, this, this is not really helping me. So I said, why? He says, because it's, <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's constrained my thinking. So I said, okay, <laughs> okay, explain that to me. So it said, I've unpacked this and you said you got, let's just say it's unpacked these four boxes of capabilities or business activities, but I've got a fifth one. Oh, okay, so how does it meet the purpose? Well, it doesn't really, but it, it's I still want to do that fifth one. So I said, well, but it doesn't meet the purpose. So what's the point of doing it? Okay, so they said, and then it was like, you know, a whole moment for this person. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I said, mm -hmm. if it doesn't meet the purpose, then why are you doing it at all? Mm -hmm. Okay, and and it, 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 these techniques, while they sometimes constrain, they make sure people are keeping that thinking process. And then they said, well, mm -hmm. actually, there's a benefit for that other piece. And I said, well, then there's a, it's another piece of work. Mm -hmm. So let's separate these two pieces of work. It's not mm -hmm. one piece of work. And again, uh, you know, kudos to Thunder Labs. You guys do that well. Mm -hmm. What is the, you know, don't bundle pieces of work together. Mm -hmm. Keep them separate mm -hmm. and deliver, deliver the individual outcomes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was chatting to another um, CIO recently, actually, uh, one of these that hasn't been released yet, and we were talking about the uh, the temptation to roll um, expected benefits or outcomes into one program of work so you get funding for the one that you really want whilst <laughs> um, delivering something that's got, you know, uh, has, has got um, 
you know, um, it's, a, it's a pet project or it's got stakeholder um, waiting in terms of importance of it, you know, whatever. But, you know, as an executive that this is the one that we really need to deliver benefits. It's quite complicated, isn't it? I, yeah, you know, yeah. we, 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 we've covered off a lot, Stan. I had just um, a couple more things. Um, um, we've covered momentum. We've covered benefits. We've covered costs. We've covered um, motivation. We've covered South Africans. We've talked about the emergent role of business analysts. Um, and, and there's many more things that I think that we can cover. Um, I think um, I, I might, you know, I'm, I'm mindful of time because we're approaching the sort of hour. Um, and the, mm. the last thing I want to say is I really, really love the work that, that Cochlear do. I mean, I, I spent five years before this in my bed tech company before me launching Thunder Labs, as you know, and I couldn't be prouder to have the team on site and um, work alongside your forward thinkingness. It's a, it's a, the dream customer, really, um, in many respects. Not without challenges, of course. I mean, I wouldn't want to, you know, again, no platitudes, of course, but um, I know the guys enjoy it. Um, so my question goes now back to you about us. Um, if you were to give me advice, uh, Ash and all the rest of my company who are listening to this, um, about building something that, um, you know, I, I've always believed in building an organisation that creates some um, freedom for our own employees, for our customers, you know, a place of, of safety um, to experiment to fail to succeed. You know, freedom is the is the the call sign. I, I you know you you would have heard me uh, talk about mastery, autonomy, and purpose um, to to achieve freedom. Um, but 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 we're only two years in. We're not out of the woods. And I'm interested in advice. I want to know how to get this done. I want to know how to build a um, a place where people flock to 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 join or to do work with. Um, so what advice do you have for me um, as a as a business, Stan? Off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, for me, leadership is always the, the you know people don't leave companies; they leave leaders, and 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 people are, are flocked to to leaders. And uh, and I think um, you know we talk back about you know as I say I've, I've spent a lot of time really unpacking what what does leadership actually mean, and I really really. Back in my career, was that oh, so you, you, you know, you're achieving this, achieving that, but you're not influential enough. All that was that. What does that mean? Oh, leadership. Okay. And you know, unpacking all aspects of leadership, and yeah, as I say, what I identified was, you know, those three things: in, invest, in, in, build those trusting, psychologically safe, vulnerable, authentic relationships in your organisation to deliver things together, which is all about momentum. Okay, mm -hmm. and celebrate that stuff together, and mm -hmm. understand that joint purpose. And and you know what's the joint purpose? Um, know what my role is in an organisation, and then build those moment, that momentum, and then ultimately invest in the people. And for me, if we do those things, it it always always pays off. And, and mm -hmm. I'm not joking. Always, every time I've done that properly, mm -hmm. and invested in that, it's always paid off. And mm -hmm. uh, and and you know without pointing each organization um, that I've done specifically in, in all those organizations that I've done this properly in, mm. I've lost very little talent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. mm. In organizations that I, you know, I rushed into, didn't have time to do that properly. And okay, it was, you know, I got outcomes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not sustainability. Mm -hmm, but not mm -hmm. sustainability. So mm. I, I'll always resonate back to great leadership is always going to give you the best outcome. That's the one thing. Um, the other thing is 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 is, is building that. Um, I don't know if the right word is building that mantra of of delivering, taking ownership of delivery, coming in, you know, more cost effective than other organisations, and and being proud of your outcomes. And and I think that's what that was. Thud Lab does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I need to, and I. Uh, uh, um, I need to, I'd love to see more of that, to be honest, in Cyclone, <laughs> okay? And part of, part of, uh, um, uh, part of leveraging and working with you is to try to get there. Mm -hmm. Okay, inside Cochlear is being proud of how we do things, um, how we get outcomes, how we deliver value to the business. Um, and I think staying true to, to your, um values um is is i know it's not easy mm -hmm. i know it's not easy at all okay so it was 
putting up my power. I know it's not easy, but you know, sticking to it. If you're seeing momentum, just gonna because I think I think I think if your organization continues to grow and you are delivering value to organizations based on your the way you believe it is and the way you do, uh, I just can't see your organization not doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Finding the in in an organization because organizations are not used to that type of engagement mm-hmm. is always going to be your challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's pretty normal because mm-hmm. you're doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more and more people have these conversations and share what that what what that difference is is actually just really good basics. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is standard is basics, okay? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the world has got to got out of control in terms of all these fancy things to do things, but. You're going back to the basics. Let's have a conversation and talk about your problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, understand your problem and 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 then and understand what's the quickest way to give you an early outcome. Mm-hmm. That's just unique in the industry, and uh, mm-hmm. um, I think we need a lot. Of, uh, we need a lot more. Of the, we need a lot more Thunder Labs, in my mm-hmm. personal opinion. Yeah, I, I hope that happens too. Um, yeah, I got it. Um, you said invest in people and it pays off. Build it sustainably uh, with outcomes in mind, like the Helix, um, basically. And keep an eye for uh, delivery and cost effectiveness. Uh, that's definitely going in the memory bank somewhere. And um, keep investing in the concept of um, arriving at early value. Yeah. yeah. It, oh my God. I think, I, you know, arriving at early value is is always going to, you know, if you've got... If you've got the people and you're building momentum as an organization with the right people, with the right investment in people, and you're delivering early value in, in customers, mm. that's a that's a really really good that's a really really good in, in, uh, differentiator. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you for the, the thoughts there. There is one um, final observation. You know, I I noted that um, when I think about you, your your organization, Cochlear, I think people are quite. Um, very proud of actually what you do as an organization. It's it's very meaningful, very impactful. I think there's good brand and there's good reputation. And I know I know our engineers um, want to be there. They they want to do the work with you guys because of it. And I, I think um, it's probably a good moment to applaud you and and the leadership that that the guys deal with. That 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 even even considering doing things a different way is a step in the right direction even imperfect as you know i'm a huge fan of james clear and you know better better progress over perfection and i, and I sense yeah. that in your in your place and i, and I wish you well for it and, and, and again i know um, many of my team like the work that they do i think they're proud of the association with the work of cochlear and and, and you know so i guess that's um, thanks for um um being here and giving me your time but also for the uh, the continued thoughts um i need to Take some moments now, journal this, and turn it into something that helps me along the way for the next uh, the next adventure stand. So, if there's nothing else from you, I might press pause here, and then um... I just want to say it is uh, it is a privilege to have this conversation with you guys, with you specifically, Chris and 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 Andrew and the team. I think it's a privilege. Yeah, I'll thank you. I appreciate it. Congrats to you, my friend. <laughs>